Hello. Hi, welcome to My Name is Weezer. We can officially say welcome back to My Name is Weezer. That's right. This is episode two, which again, I cannot emphasize enough, recorded back in the summer of 2014. So if you feel like a time traveler... Uh, you are one. You are a time traveler. We all are. You I know it. I personally travel uh, through time forward at the rate of one second per second. Yeah. Is that yeah. about, it's about it's how you... about where I'm at, too. Great. Uh, so uh, congratulations, making it through the first episode. You did it. Yay. Um, we're happy that you made it through, and we can promise that it only gets better from here. And uh, that you'll make it through this next one, too. Yeah, this next one is real charming. Right. Is it uh, narcissistic to say that about our own podcast? I'm charmed by it, so I don't... I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, songs from the black hole. And, and a little bit of the rentals. And a little bit of the rentals, so it's only things to love. Uh, so enjoy episode two. Enjoy episode two. My name is Jonas. Thanks for all you showed us. Hello and welcome. Welcome. I was going to say welcome back, but let's just a straight up welcome. 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 To, who is, oh, who is that other voice? Welcome to My Name is Weezer, the podcast where Jen and Patrick, Jen say hi. Hi. And talk about Weezer. Yeah. The band. The band. Uh, so uh, last, last time. Last time last, on My Name is Weezer. Previously on My Name is Weezer. We talked about blue and everything connected and to the, blue. Really, the just ge- the general founding of the band, the beginnings. Yeah, straight from the start. Straight, like right from the jump, up until blue. Yep. A little bit past. Yeah, a little bit. Just a touch. So obviously, uh-huh. next we'd be talking about Pinkerton, right? Right. Right. Next. No. 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 There was so much that happened between Blue and Pinkerton. Jen, how can that be? Those are two adjacent albums. Because Rivers had a vision. He had a vision. (laughs) That was never to be made into a thing. Until many years later when shit started appearing. Showing up on the internet. On the internet? You got things showing up on the internet. Mm -hmm. You got things showing up on Alone. Uh Uh-huh. And Alone 2. Uh-huh. And Alone 3. Uh-huh. And the Pinkerton Deluxe Edition reissue. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wait, who is that voice? Dennis, there's someone else here? I think it's my cat. I'm sorry. I don't like your cat. I don't have a cat. I'm sorry. Well, then... I wish I had a cat. If anyone has a cat that they don't want, just bring them on over to me. I'm, But, I mean, seriously, if you have a cat that you don't want, just open the door. Those things are fine outside. Right? They don't get- Some of them. I've seen a lot of dead cats in the road. I'm sorry. This is very sad. Let's get back to Weezer. I... Song to the Black Hole. Yes. Yes. This oh, is- wait. But that's not what we're starting with. We're not going to start with it, but the, the bulk of this episode, I believe, will be us talking about songs from the Black Hole, mm-hmm. which is a science fiction concept album. Space rock. Space rock. Um, that Electronic. Elect- a lot of well, Moogan synth. Yeah, a lot, lot of, a lot of Moog, um, a lot of Moog and a lot of Jen's cat. 
Um, just <laughs> my cat's name is Moog. Yeah, there you go. Cat's name is Moog. He's my a cat synthetic that cat. Exist. Mm-hmm. Jen's synthetic yeah, he's cat. Synthetic. I think I go. might have a stuffed cat. No, I don't. I don't have a stuffed cat anywhere. Were you as a kid? Did you collect stuffed animals? Yes, I love stuffed animals. So did I. Ooh. Um, I liked stuffed animals. That's for our next podcast. The stuffed animals from our childhood. I had a lot of Care Bears. How about you? I had a lot of Beanie Babies. Ah, see, that's almost its own thing, though. Right. But I also had a lot of stuffed animals. A lot of non-bean... Yes. I um, worked at a law firm in Chicago. Um, Did you get most of your stuffed animals there? I mean, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, I uh, occasionally supported... um, uh, Ty, whatever his last name is, the guy who owns, who invented Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked for the attorney who managed his real estate portfolio. Fascinating. Right. Um, what did what did his real estate portfolio look like? Oh, he's got insane properties in New York. Like really? Like, yeah, he owns like uh, some hotel where he um, ties suite on the top of whatever hotel this is, and I'm sorry I don't have it just off the top of my head. <laughs> um, is like a three story suite where the top floor was like wiped out just to make the second floor of this thing like twice as high Jeez. in like Manhattan. And it's just like this, one of the most luxurious like personal homes in New York. The more you know. Yeah. That so fascinating. The guy who invented Beanie Babies made a lot of money off he's of Beanie Babies, himself. but he's made even more money off of real estate. Good for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In case you were worried. To, like combine those two loves like to build a structure shaped like a beanie baby filled with beans uh or um just to buy a giant structure and fill it with beanie babies like a yes. beanie baby zoo <laughs> i would love that there we go there's gotta be one of those somebody has done that somebody had an enormous beanie baby collection <laughs> thought they were going to be able to sell it realized that the value had decreased so much that there was no possible way that they were ever going to be able to sell all of these and created like a Beanie Baby Museum, Beanie Baby Zoo. Like, I'm sure that exists somewhere. Are there still collector's markets? Like, um, I, I feel like collecting things is uh, something that the internet more or less killed. Um, I could see that. Like, because Beanie Babies were big for collecting, especially in the 90s. Um, but now you can get anything from anywhere. If you so just spend enough yeah, money. It's yeah, changed, it's changed things. Like, when I was a kid, I had, like... Like little dolls that my grandma would bring me back from like different places around the world, but now if I went online, you could like, just find I could just them. Order those dolls, from and if you wherever. spend over forty eight dollars, then you get free shipping. Exactly. Or whatever. Exactly. So this is my name is Weezer. We've done a pod- lot of Weezer talking. The so podcast far. where we just talk about Weezer um, <laughs> and Beanie Babies and Beanie Babies and the collectors market and how the nineties ruined that <laughs> real estate. Apparently, <laughs> real estate. <laughs> um, we were throwing down a lot of last names in the previous episode, but I don't think it's appropriate. To <laughs> I think say my, the name of the attorney that I worked for. No, probably not. No? I also think we. I think we only threw out two last names. Yeah, and they were the people who introduced us to Weezer, so that feels appropriate. It does feel appropriate. So fuck your rules, man. What rules? <laughs> I have not been laying down any rules on you, Jen. I'm sorry. Let's never fight again. Okay. That made me feel awful. (laughs) 
Okay, so speaking of feeling awful, uh, I think that's mostly... How Rivers felt? That is mostly how Rivers felt following the success. The meteoric success. Yes, meteoric. Their meteoric (laughs) rise to fame. (laughs) Didn't have a better word there. Thought I was going to have a better word than fame, but I don't. No better word than fame. No better word than fame. Um, Yeah, they became huge post-Blue Album. And, and Rivers didn't want to be huge. Didn't want to be huge, but also didn't like the pressure of having to reproduce yeah. the magic that was blue. Yes. And uh, he got real in his head. He got for real in his head. Yeah. And uh, well, we're, we're going to get to Songs in the Black Hole and how that leads into uh, Pinkerton in a second. Yes. But um, I think uh, their Weezer's work with the movie Angus um, sort of typifies this whole this whole episode this whole yeah. like journey here For so sure. um in uh, what 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 year was angus 1995 95 so this movie angus was coming out um and <laughs> we we talked briefly off mic before this but uh, neither of us have seen this movie so uh we don't have like super insights about the film i feel like it's one of those based on nothing i feel like it's one of those movies that if you saw it when you were 12 and, you know, that you were into it. It's like Goonies. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. Like, um, uh, I just found a description of it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, IMDb says it is a movie about a miserable fat teenager who secretly has a crush on the class beauty and ends up becoming the surprising participant to dance with her at a high school dance, meaning he's got to get his act together with the help of his best friend. <laughs> So now, now we are quoting directly from IMDb, in addition to quoting directly from Weezerpedia. Well, I haven't done that yet this episode. Well, it will happen. <laughs> but mad props to IMDb. Yeah, thanks IMDb for having... Hey, IMDb. <laughs> thanks for having all the information about the movies I haven't seen. And if you ever put out new information... If you ever put out new information... In the morning. Just let us know. One o'clock in the morning. We'll be there. We'll be there. Great. Uh, great. Ooh, Kathy Bates was in it. <laughs> I love Kathy Bates. She reminds me of my mom. Kathy Bates reminds you of your mother? Yes. Um, have I met your mother? I don't think so. I don't think so either. She'll be out here in October. Great. I'll meet her then. Cool. So it's interesting that uh, the plot synopsis for the movie mentions that Angus is... Does it say fat or overweight? What does it say? Fat. Fat. It says a miserable fat, fat. teenager. <laughs> I really hope uh, that miserable uh, is like referring to just like he's a miserable fuck, you know, like not like just just as a general pejorative and not yeah, yeah, not his actual mood, right? Um, I, I kind of get the sense that that's what it is. Well, you know, I um, when the movie came out, I was aware of it just from like trailers or whatever. I was five. <laughs> wow. Although ninety five, I was. Eight? No. Thirteen. <laughs> that was the age I, I was, was thir- when I started listening to Weezer. <laughs> so I'm 13 years old, and my only impression of this movie was that it was about a fat kid. A miserable fat teenager. Well, it's just weird that, like, that's the hook of the movie, is this kid's fat. Yeah. I mean, even heavyweights had more meat than that. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's a good movie. play on words. <laughs> Better play on words than it is. Well, no, the movie's pretty okay. <laughs> the movie's great. The movie's pretty okay. <laughs> anyway. In any event, uh, 
the producers of Angus or whoever was, uh, you know, collecting pop songs for the soundtrack was like, hey, Weezer, why don't you write a song for this movie? Yes. And Rivers uh, ends up turning in the song. Perhaps it's the whole band. I don't know. Offhand. Um, called Wanda, uh, sometimes referred to by its whole title of... Uh, Wanda, You're My Only Love. Wanda, You're My Only Love. Um, but they rejected it because it's a like a literal retelling of the plot of the movie. It's just a summary, basically. Yeah. yeah. Also, it doesn't sound like Weezer. It, I mean, it sort of does. Uh, it sounds more like um, In the Garage, but without the rockin'. Yeah. Um, let's just uh, start it a little bit here um, and get an idea for the, the texture of this song. What's wrong with me? I'm kind of funny. I'm not a dummy. But I'm we can also just stop it right there and say that those are dumb lyrics. Yep. What's and wrong with me? Yeah. I'm kind of funny. I'm not a dummy. That's stunning, stunning insight into uh, the character of Angus. In addition to the really just powerful, powerful melodic mm-hmm. uh, underlying, I just... It's boring. The song's boring. I'm sorry. The, no, that's it's legit. The song is straight up boring. It is boring. <clears throat> Especially when you compare it with... The uh, Blue Album. Well, the, certainly with the Blue Album, but also with what they uh, ended up um, turning in. Right. Uh, so much better. Right. The, the song that actually appears on there, and there's two different versions of this thing floating around. Uh, it's called You Gave Your Love to Me Softly. Um, and there's one that's like two minutes long and the one that actually appears on the soundtrack, which is like a buck 50. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's like a, it's like a perfect little pop gem, you know, like it's fast, it's fun. It gets in and out. has great chorus. Um, let's just listen to the texture of this a little bit. I mean, just right off the bat, <laughs> they lay it out in the first four seconds. Like, there's the chorus material. Is it just? It just sounds, and it sounds like Weezer from the opening, like the opening line. The whole, like that couple of seconds. Four seconds. We are four, <laughs> four seconds. Four that we just seconds played. into the song. It is a a whole different ballpark than Wanda. You're my only boring love. Oh, cut Wanda a break. Here, let's listen to a little bit more of You Gave Your Love to Me Softly. Stop right there for a second. Um, there's that really cool like synthesizer part that wee wee wee, yeah. um, which is I like a lot. Um, but also, 
I think is uh, kind of indicative of where... Where Rivers was at the time. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. where he was pointing his energies. For sure. Uh, more in the direction of um, songs from Black Hole. Yes. Uh, which I think was uh, supposed to be like very synth-driven. Absolutely, yeah. It's. I mean, it's supposed to be like kind of otherworldly. Yeah, spacey. Spacey. And uh, nothing's more spacey than a good synth. <laughs> That's true, though. If It's uh, true. Uh, the only thing I think spacier than a good synth uh, is got to be a theremin. I don't know what that is. Theremin is that musical instrument that you play uh, with. Uh, it's like a magnetic field sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. You're looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm about to fucking tell you what I'm talking about. It's like a, a bar or like an antenna looking thing and it will read how close your hand is to it um so like it, it reads the space and the closer you are like the the higher uh the the note that's being played and you can like bend it and like do all this stuff like um are you familiar with uh the beach boys good vibrations yes okay so there's this uh instrument that goes like uh-huh. it's a theremin Fascinating, it's, and you hear it in like old science fiction movies and old horror movies. Really, like Ooh. that is very interesting. And I know that it sounds like I'm being very dry and sarcastic right now, but I'm not. I actually think that's really cool. <laughs> um, I have always wanted to own a theremin. Are they very expensive? I don't even think so because they're not very practical as instruments, right? Because um, there could be so many other things interfering with them. Absolutely, um, and like uh, there's. Uh, like any, any video that you see of someone playing with one, there's usually like a board that they have with like a, like here's the F and here's a D down <laughs> here. And you know, like, so you just have to like slide your hand. Around. <laughs> um, but that would be slightly more otherworldly. I think than a synthesizer. Yeah, that's fair. You proved me wrong. <laughs> Woo. Patrick one. Gen, Gen zero. zero. I'll have to come back from that later. Uh, do we want to listen to any more of this? You gave your love to me softly. It's just so maybe, rocking. Maybe just like a little maybe bit. Just like just a little. Like- Jen was just chuckling there because there's a uh, a tambourine part, and Patrick was miming it. I was doing some pretty good air tambourine. <laughs> I also was laughing just a little bit because, as usual, I am on this song's Weezerpedia page, and there is a very bizarre quote from Rivers. Let's hear it. Let's <laughs> let's the first quote from Weezerpedia of the episode. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it the last be. one was from yeah, IMDb, so yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm really slacking. Uh, so, on the You Gave Your Love to Me Softly Weezerpedia page, um, it says, Cuomo once said of the song, quote, I have a thing for old lady perfume on young ladies, end quote. That's all. I have a thing for old lady perfume on young ladies. I have no idea what that has to do with the song. Is that like, is that a, a, a lyric that I'm missing? I don't, I don't know. It's not. I'm looking at the lyrics now and it's not. So I've got, I got nothing. Unless is Bijan a perfume? I don't know. 
I got nothing. You're uh, between the two of us. You're the lady. That is true. Uh, so, I yeah, I don't know. Um, do you do you wear perfume? Um, not usually, no. But you own some. Yeah, a little bit. You own some right now, or you've owned some in the past. I own a little bit right now. I <laughs> see. You're being very cagey about this. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm not a big. I like. Like, I wear deodorant, but... Well, great. <laughs> but I, I don't know. So do I. I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad we are where we are in life. <laughs> Listen, we don't need to bring up where we are in life. <laughs> uh, that's, anyways. That's going to be let's immaterial. Bring up, let's bring up where Rivers is in life right now. Okay, so the Rivers. That we're, at. we're in 1994 or 5. Yeah. 5, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Post-release of Blue, and uh, Rivers is all being famous is whatever and all. Yeah. But I'm going to go to Harvard. Yep. Now, bear in mind, um, they kicked Jason... Whatever, Cropper. Cropper. Cropper? Copper? Cropper. Cropper out of the band, like, a year earlier. God, that was only a year before. 94, yeah. Everything in Weezer Life moves so fast until it... Doesn't. Until it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, kicked him out of the band, be- uh, reportedly because his wife, girlfriend, girlfriend. out of wedlock, yeah. was going to have a baby, and they thought, oh, you can't divide your time between baby and Weezer. That's insanity. But uh, Rivers is like, I'll go to school. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to... Just gonna enroll in Harvard real quick. Yeah, just write right real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna enroll it at Harvard. Yeah. Um, seeking uh, degrees in music and English. I believe so. Yes. Jen, if you had to guess what degrees I have, what would you guess? I oh have. Let me tell you this. What? I have a double major. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, from uh, the most prestigious. No, I don't know. From. <laughs> From <laughs> from Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh huh. It's a small liberal arts school. Right. It's a great school. Uh huh. Formative experience for Just me. Just like looking at you now. Just like, look at me now. I would have to guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe 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 music and English. Music and English is one hundred percent correct. <gasps> What do I win? I we get to continue this conversation yes. without me correcting you. Oh, great! For the time being. Oh, good. Um, so I thought that was neat. That you guys are like the same. We're like the same, you guys. <laughs> Rivers and I are like the same. Spitting image. Jen, let's talk college. College. What colleging do you have? I have some colleging. I went to Brandeis University mm-hmm. in Waltham, Massachusetts. Walth, Mass. Nine miles away from Boston, which is not that close if you're walking. Um, you don't. You don't walk. You tested this at, no, at I one did point. Not. Walking from Waltham to Boston is neither safe nor necessary. Great. <laughs> um. Anyways, so is that where you got your music and English degrees from? Close. That's where I got my English and creative writing degrees from. <laughs> English and creative writing. They're separate disciplines. Uh, yeah. The English they was constituted more... a double major. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also had a minor in theater. Because ah. if you don't have two majors and a minor at Brandeis, what are you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the English mm-hmm, major mm-hmm. was nine courses long. 
Um, was the English major more of like a literature based? Yeah. Okay. Hence the separate creative writing. Right. Degree. Right. So. Um, well, we don't really know what exactly specifically Rivers was studying. No, we don't. But we do know that he got real big into opera, or at least mm-hmm. moderately big into yeah, opera. Yeah, he was, like, obsessed with Madame Bu- Butterfly for a while. Right, which is uh, part of what informs the story of Pinkerton. Yes. Um, but, uh, it, particularly in the title. Right. Um, but, uh, so, anyway, uh, he's, he's, at, um, he's at Harvard, and he's writing this space rock opera. Um, and sort of recording it in bits and pieces by himself and bits and pieces with the band. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the the band is still in California. Mm-hmm. So the recording that they do, for the most part, any of the recording that they do is when he's home on break from Harvard. Right. When he goes back to California, which I think is very interesting. Except for a few shows where they come out to Boston. They come out to Boston for a few shows? Yeah, a couple shows. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's very interesting to me that, you know, Rivers would be like, all right, peace out. I'm going to go to school. Come on, buddy. You're a damn rock star. Just do the rock but star But he didn't want to be. You didn't be a rock star. Uh, yeah. Um, so in any event, the Songs from the Black Hole is considered this, like, mythical lost album. Right. Right? Um, and it is uh, the thing that it would be great to have in its entirety, but it doesn't exist in its entirety. Right. Um, we have, we do have quite a few, you can almost recreate the whole thing. And people, um, people on the internet, beautiful people on the internet. Yeah. Fantastic people on the internet. Fantastic. Hey, people on the internet. Nice, <laughs> nice work. If you were to put up a show. Yeah. If you were to put up a show. At one o'clock in the morning. Yep. yep. Songs in the Black Hole. Mm-hmm. We, will we would try be to be there. Well, we would try to. Yes. Correct. <laughs> we might. Show, we'd ask about it the next morning. I if might nothing make else, it. You would. Well. I'm young. Anyways. So. <laughs> this is our um, uh, transitional word of choice. Anyway, <laughs> that is very true. Moving on. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so if uh, th- and my my preferred method of um, finding a uh, recording of "Songs from the Black Hole" is just to go to the YouTube, uh, type in "Songs from the Black Hole," and see what the internet spits back at you. Um, there are two accepted. Track lists yes, for this thing. There are. Um, track list one is longer than track list two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but track list two is commonly thought to be closer to what the finished album's track list would have been. Does one of these have Lisa on it? No. Okay. Um, a lot of the mixes that I've seen um, on YouTube end up putting. Interesting. I think it's called Oh Lisa. Um, yeah. Which is actually like a, a B-side from the green era. Yeah. Um, that's I, Yeah. Something else uh, that's kind of cool about uh, Songs in the Black Hole is that there are a handful of Pinkerton songs on it. Yeah, it is, there are. And I, one of the things that I find really cool, I, I know I just kind of stomped on what you said, but it kind of relates. No, um, I don't care. I wasn't listening to me. <laughs> Um, one of 
like the first kind of concepts for the album that Rivers had was he wanted to have a whole album of songs that seamlessly flowed from one song to the next. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think specifically like like an opera. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I think is really interesting is that on... I know this is going into Pinkerton, and I know that's next episode. That's fine. But I think it's really interesting that the songs on Pinkerton that really bleed into each other, which Mm -hmm. I believe are Falling for You into Pink Triangle, are not songs from the Black Hole songs. Those right, that there's there's some of that aesthetic that carries over. Right, so I, it's well, cool because like even the songs that weren't from Songs from Black Hole and adapted for Pinkerton, mm-hmm. still like they still have that flavor to them. Well, and like beyond that, uh, they have this sort of so the the story of um, Songs from the Black Hole, to the best of our understanding, because you can go through track by track and like figure out what's happening in each one, but and like, then you'll get a headache because yeah, it's a lot of synth guys. <laughs> Listen, it's, <laughs> it's my cat. Been, my cat Moog was thrilled. Yeah, cat cat Moog hears a synth, comes on over, rubs himself up next to you. You know how cats do that? How? No, I, I'm not. I'm. <laughs> do you know that cats do I, that? I didn't know that cats. Great. Do. I thought you were trying to get like set up for a punchline. No. <laughs> no punchlines okay, here. Okay, great. So, but the uh, the. It's another, like, jealousy thing, right? Which um, is what uh, Pinkerton ends up largely being about, is uh, just having your hang-ups about one girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Songs from the Black Hole uh, is... Hold on, I'm just checking out the... Okay, so... Weezerpedia page? Yeah, I'm checking out yes. the Weezerpedia page. Um, so the, the main character, which is the one that... Rivers sings. Jonas is named Jonas, which we mentioned last time. Uh, obviously, is the opening know, track of Blue Album is my name. My is name Jonas. is Jonas, um, but you should know that. Whoa, <laughs> Song Rock is not happy with you guys. Sorry, I just threw out. I just threw out your last name. I'm so sorry. Man, anybody can find me. Oh, that's <laughs> anyone can find you. <laughs> Jen's no longer on the run, guys. <laughs> I was off the grid for so long. Right. Well, welcome back. The grid's great. <laughs> yeah. Very boxy. <laughs> so Rivers uh, is playing this the, the main character, Jonas, here, who basically just has um, a crush on Laurel, who on the record... Voiced by Rachel Hayden of That Dog. Period. Yeah. Yeah, that that dog, who was another one of those bands that was like coming up with uh, Weezer and LA. They played a lot of the club shows together. Yeah, is my understanding. Um, and uh, basically, I think, and correct me if you have a different impression of the story, is that they're launched into space, right, with uh, these other characters, uh, most of whom are male, and uh, he's jealous. Jonas is jealous that Laurel has like a kind of flirty relationship with either. Of these other characters, right. Juan or Dondo. Voiced by Brian Bell and Matt Sharp, respectively. Mm, quoting again directly from Weezerpedia. Love me some Weezerpedia. You guys are my heroes over at Weezerpedia. Um, and and uh, I think she fucks one of them. Uh, yeah, I got that. There's a moment where a condom is discovered. Yes. Um, and uh, Jonas flips his shit. 
Yep. Um, so the, uh, the, the weird thing is that, like, the space travel seems incidental, right? Yeah, it does. Um, uh, other than it's, like, an obvious allegory for them becoming famous. Right. For Weezer becoming famous. Yes. Um, there's uh, one of the early tracks on both of the uh, track listings is uh, called Blast Off, um, which is, like, bl- uh, the, the lyrics are, like, Blast Off Up to the Stars We Go. Um and uh, one of my favorite lyrics in the whole thing is, someone's going to give me a whole lot of money to do what I think I want to. Yeah, that um, one caught me too. Where it's like, oh, okay, I get that we're talking about space travel. But really it's about Weezer's rise, rise to success. Yeah, meteoric. Meteoric. It's about their meteoric rise to success. Right. Um, but with robots. But with robots. Uh, and there, there is a robot that um, appears in this thing. Um through the use of a of a vocorder with uh, with Weezer's best friend slash historian Carl Koch, which is how we've decided his name is pronounced. It's K O C H. There are a lot of different ways to do that. And look, you can either look in life, you can either take the opportunity to say Koch <laughs> or, or you not can leave it. Right. <laughs> Frankly, I'd like to say Koch, so I'm saying it. Patrick loves Koch. Koch, I love it. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so the the uh, Jen, as you as you're listening to these recordings, are you able to understand what the robot is saying ever? No. no In fact, I hate it every time. <laughs> every time the robot appears in one of the songs, I would like roll my eyes and hope it would end soon. Um. Yeah. That that's yeah. one of the things that like I really wish. Well, I mean, whatever. Like wishing that this thing could be put together now or like professionally. Yeah. Um. Without any vocorders. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you could even, like, do vocorders so you can understand it. Or, yeah. like, some nice, like, 8-bit synth, whatever. Um, could be really cool. Right. But also, like, this thing is such a product of its time, both for, like, Rivers personally and also... Um, there's a reason it didn't come out, that, like, he stopped pursuing it. Yes. Um, and part of that... Um, and again, you can correct me uh, if you have a different impression, is that uh, Matt Sharp's um, The Rentals uh, was very much in line like with the same, the same values. So like right. being uh, driven by uh, Gen Synthetic Cat uh, Moog, mm-hmm. um, like having male and female vocals yeah. uh, together um, at the same time. Um, and even uh, the ideas of like jealousy about yeah. one girl or whatever. And I, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the Rentals album, Return of the Rentals, in a little while. Um, But part of the reason why, well, Patrick was saying why uh, Songs from the Black Hole never really reached fruition uh, is because Rivers was feeling this weird conflict of interest with uh, Matt Sharp. I personally tend to think that it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that it was not ever put out. Because Pinker, okay. Pinkerton itself, right. and we're going to talk about this more yeah. next time, did not have critical success. Right. Commercial success was not, like, it It didn't do well initially. And I think that if in lieu of Pinkerton, or even, like, before... Pinkerton. There, there may not have been a Pinkerton. Right. If well, songs from the black hole from the black hole was produced, because if you think about it, I mean, almost half of the songs on Pinkerton would have been used up. First right. Of all. That's true. And then also, it's just so out there. 
Yeah. And it's hard to listen. Some of the, I mean, some of the songs are great. A lot of the songs are hard to listen to because they're like little clips of crazy, weird synth robot stuff. Yeah, and, and legit. And there aren't, uh, you know, like studio recordings of a lot of these right. things. Yeah. So a lot of them are demos. Yes. Um, which are just harder to listen to in general. You know, right. as, especially like we bitch about, uh, you know, how... We haven't yet, but I'm sure we will. And people have bitched um, about how like cleanly produced Weezer is now. Yes. Um, and but you know, there's a certain amount of that like sheen and polish that we expect that just isn't going to be on these demos for obvious right. reasons. Um, but the tiny, the tiny little clips, like a lot of the songs are like I don't know, forty, thirty, forty seconds long. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was listening through it, found those to be just terrifying <laughs> terrifying they were that's it's in my notes these tiny clips are terrifying they're scary that's it's interesting like to because you're listening to them separately um no well i was listening to i i think well somebody cut together like a full album like the the quote mm-hmm. unquote full album on youtube so they were coming one right after another yeah so it was just like, like one after another of these tiny clips of like scary synthy, my cat moog stuff. Your cat moog stuff. Let's uh, let's start listening to one of these, um, just to get an an impression of. So I think this one starts with, and this might not be uh, like a, a canon sort of thing, but with the uh, with the countdown, uh, which uses this ooh track from uh, the. Um, alone record um, with some counting down. Loving counting now. T minus 10. Damn, that's okay. Yeah, it's good um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's uh, I, I don't know the the way that the uh, um, like I, I just like that idea of like the countdown leading right into black yeah, stuff. I agree with that. It's cool stuff. I I liked it. Slight, uh, yeah, I did like blast off. I especially remember loving like the bridge blast off, like closer to the end. Should we let it roll a little bit more here? I want to say yes, but my caveat to having liked Blastoff yes. is that there's a section in the middle with weird robots. Right. <laughs> I was not so on board with that part. Okay, well... I think I'm a 
afraid of robots. I think you I might think be I afraid just, of robots. I think I just found out that I'm afraid of robots. But that's like... Do we need to hold that's hands? That's where it lost me. Do we need to hold hands? Probably. Okay, here we go. Okay, so that doom, doom, bling, doom, 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 bling, doom. God damn you, yeah. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, like, interesting. And El Scorcho's not on here proper, right? No, it's not. Okay, and it was so- never supposed to be on there. So it's it's interesting that there's a little piece of that mm-hmm. musically in there. And they did that a few times. Uh, keep Kinda- going. Mm. And a few other, like, clips and I themes that so, were. But- Maybe I, I either didn't write down which ones, or I'm very sorry. It's so, fine. Um, but a lot of a lot of this stuff feels very informed. Like Pinkerton feels informed by this. Yeah, quite a bit. A lot. And like, yes, half of the songs were on it, and then. But regardless, even the songs that were not made for songs from the black hole that are on Pinkerton feel informed by. The songs from the Black Hole songs. Mm-hmm. Songs. So- songs. <laughs> so many songs. Jen, what the, what do you think is like the, the, the best kind of takeaway from uh, songs from the Black Hole? Like, what what are you like happiest to have discovered? I oh god oh ooh, I just got torn in half because there's one. Song. You can say two. I I'm mean, this isn't. Say, I'm, I, ooh, but maybe three. Mm, ooh. <laughs> here's here's one thing. This isn't a song that I necessarily love, but this is a fact about a song that Weezerpedia told me that I really, really love. It makes me laugh every time I think about it. Um, one of the tracks uh, that was supposed to be on Songs for Black Hole is called I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. Um, and Weezerpedia informed me that many Weezer fans tend to refer to I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams as I-J-T-O-T-L-O-M-D, which is... Which is absurd, Absolutely because ridiculous. every single word in that title is monosyllabic. So I just threw out the love of my dreams takes exactly as much time to say as I J T O T L O M D. But you got to like figure it out. Yeah. While you're saying it. I just, I love that. I think it's the funniest thing ever. Um, so that's my like stupid th- takeaway from. Songs from it's a good takeaway. It's a good takeaway. Um, but the two songs from songs, from songs from songs from the songs, black hole, songs um that i 
now that I know about them, I cannot live without them. Right. Are Devotion, which is a fantastic track, um, and Longtime Sunshine. Longtime Sunshine is uh, definitely for me one of the like one of the A plus uh, tracks off yeah. of this. And fun fact, I was re- reading earlier. Mm-hmm. Of <laughs> I'm sorry, kill me now. Um, is that Longtime Sunshine was initially meant to close Pinkerton? Interesting. Until uh, late in the Pinkerton sessions, uh, Rivers played Butterfly for Matt Sharp, and Matt Sharp was like, "This is too important to not go on this record." Uh, which is super cool. Yeah. And I want to talk a lot about Butterfly next, next time. time. Next time. On My Name is Weezer. Next we're time. We're not on. there yet. We're no. still going. Oh, no, no, no. We're still, yeah. No, we are still, <laughs> we are rocking and a rolling. Um, rocking and a reeling. There's a, there's a special coda mix from Longtime Sunshine that is like, I like almost cry. And it's, that's ridiculous, guys. <laughs> that is, that is ridiculous. Let's put up. Pin. I'm just putting a pin in Longtime Sunshine. Um, because you also mentioned Devotion. Devotion. Uh, so good. Devotion's rad, y'all. I would say, and I I think I'm going to stand by this one, that it is by far the best non-Pinkerton songs from the Black Hole song. The best one that didn't make it onto an album. Let's listen to it a little bit. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's a pretty cool song. And again, uh, really driven by your cat Moog. Yeah, um, love my cat Moog. Love your cat Moog. Um, also, uh, something I hadn't really uh, put together until we listened to it just now, it's another waltz. It's another song oh. that's in three. Um, Weezer seems to dig that. At least early in their career. And it works for them. It does. Um, especially on these more like operatic kind of pieces that yep. like can have a little bit more drama. Um, I just feel like that's easier in three than it is in four. Or at least more explicit in three than it is like. Right. Big swoops. You wanted to talk about Super Friend a little bit, yeah? Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't think I queued up a... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, pressure. Huge. It's okay. Look, guys, we'll work together on this. Um, so, uh, Superfriend is maybe not the 
most um, like complicated song on uh, Songs from Black Hole, but it is one of the like freestanding songs. Yeah. You know, like uh, that's not because uh, there there are a lot of like little snippets like that could not be songs on their own, like Oh Jonas or Who You Callin' Bitch. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> I just love that. that Who you calling you bitch? Callin bitch? I like it so much. <laughs> I don't care what it sounds like when I sing it. I like it. You care a little bit because you pulled the mic real far away from your face. I pulled it away. That's super friend. <laughs> Sorry, got away from me. Um, no, I pulled the mic away from my face because I knew I was going to be yelling. Because <laughs> this song is mostly yelling. It's a lot of yelling. Uh, anyway, I'm going to keep this song going. Um, I really like the first lyric a ton. Uh, which is what the hell was I doing thinking with my willy? Um, <laughs> what the hell am I doing thinking with my willy? No, I don't love her. I tell her no. Then you kiss her. So I like Super Friend. Super um, Friend. Super Friend. Uh, that sounds a lot like a rental song. Really? I think so. Not That's a specific rental song. I thought when I heard it that it sounded Green Album-y to me. That's, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, something, it just has a quality that I feel like a lot of the songs on the Green Album has have. Just like the way, kind of just the way it's like composed, like how it's... It's a, it's kind of an intangible feeling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I think it does. Actually, I want to. I'm going to make the statement, and then we're going to see if it's true. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the defining for me characteristics of the Green Record is that all of the guitar solos are just the melody of the chorus or the verse, just played on the guitar. I did not notice that. Every single one. When we get, when we get to that episode, I'll bring it up every single time. Okay, we can play every guitar solo; they'll all obey this rule. Great. Um, but so I think there's either there might be a solo right here, and if not, then I'll skip ahead and try to find it uh, and see if it's just that that melody. Okay, so it's, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I, I do get what you're saying that it's like a a, a simple yeah like yeah. melody and it's just some chords than under the Pinkerton it. songs. Yeah, um, but I think one of the things for me that makes it sound real um, rentalzy is that fuzzy fuzzy bass. Mm. I'm going to skip back a, a little bit here. Okay. Um, um, and that's that's a very uh, rentals kind of quality. 
Yeah. Um, and again, probably leading to this whole, like, I don't want to sound like my buddy Matt's band. Yeah. I really think that that was, like, I don't know if Matt Sharp did that on purpose, but if he didn't, props to him, you know? And, like, the whole rental, like, props to the rentals, because, like, I, like, genuinely feel like Weezer dodged a bullet. In not, in not, in putting, not putting this out when it was being written. I mean, I'm, th- that that's probably true. Uh, but on the flip side, I love having it so much. Yes, and I'm glad that it's here now. In whatever form it's in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's almost, I mean, it might almost be more fun because there's so much mystery around mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Do we want to listen to Long Time Sunshine a little bit? Yeah. Okay. 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 And then maybe we'll stop talking about this Weezer album no one <laughs> no one can hear because it doesn't exist. It's not an album. But I mean, uh, just before before we, uh, you know, what, maybe we'll maybe here's what we should do. Okay. Um, let's we'll play a little bit of Long Time Sunshine, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll just do some kind of like closing wrap up about Songs from the Black Hole, cool. and then we'll play the entirety of the coda on this thing. Yeah, that brings back all the pieces. And mind you, again, it's a little bit rough. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So let's. Here, here's what "Long Time Sunshine" sounds like. things are interesting about that right like um there's not a lot of uh piano based weezer tunes right um and uh at this time uh rivers was writing a lot of songs on piano yes um which is weird that like none of that transfers over to uh the actual recordings it is seven o'clock jen's computer has informed us that it is seven o'clock it's fine the computer has a mind of its own it Look, hey, you don't need to be scared of it, okay, Jen. I will, I will help you fight your robot computer. Um, but yeah, the- and I, I feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that Rivers is just so good at guitar. Right, that it's like that a waste to like put him on wa- piano. Yeah, it's a waste to have him on the piano when he could be shredding the axe. <laughs> I get the streets. Right. Jen's from the streets. She gets it. She's cool. Um, <laughs> beautiful. What, uh, another thing we can talk about here is just lyrically. Um, I mean, that, that's an explicit. Uh, I can go uh, to any of those states back east that I remember. Right. Um, Which is interesting because you're talking about like long time sunshine. Like 
you're in California. Yeah, there is a little bit of a conflict there because we get the longest time sunshine and of any place I've ever lived. Having lived in New England, there is not that much sunshine there, guys. Would you describe it as possibly short time sunshine? I think that that is a safe statement that I'm willing to make. Short time sunshine. Short time sunshine. Yeah. So it is a little bit interesting to think about. <laughs> I refuse to think about this. I just refuse to think about it. Um, so, yeah, I, obviously there's a lot of biographical stuff that spills into here. And maybe that's ultimately why um, even, you know, Rivers loses interest in uh, the concept is that, like, taking it into space and whatever. I mean, how, how does that shit, how does moving back east, how does that fit in with, like, a space yeah. opera? Um that what's more them it doesn't. What's more thematically relevant is the kind of shit that's going to be on Pinkerton um, about there's some college life stuff, there's yeah. some normal alienation and normal like uh, anxieties about success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jen, yes, would you recommend that people check out songs from the Black Hole? I certainly would. Patrick, thank you for asking. <laughs> oh my and, uh, god, I'm becoming a robot. <laughs> you don't, uh, you're becoming a robot? <laughs> yeah, I just said that very robotic like. Oh, no, I mean, I get that. I was just, <laughs> this is because I asked you a question and you were like, oh, was that a question? I'm going to be a dick. <laughs> That's my general state of being. Uh, Jen, so thank you for asking. Yeah, I would also uh, recommend that. <laughs> That people check out Songs from the Black Hole, especially if... Um, Wait, can we talk about me some more? Yeah, great. Yeah, go go ahead. Um, so, uh, I'm tell kidding. me... T- I'm kidding. What were you going to say? No, I wanted... I just, just wanted to hear about you. I would recommend that people <laughs> seek this out, especially if um, you are a lapsed Weezer fan. Yes. Right? If you feel like you want to hear new Weezer, but you want it to be like old Weezer. Right. Like you've heard Back to the Shack and you're like, thank you. But I want to like actually be like Back to the Shack. Yes. Songs from the Black Hole is a good place to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Um, and play the uh, the Coda to Longtime Sunshine, which again, sort of rough, um, but you'll hear uh, snippets from uh, Why Bother? No um, one else. No one else. And Blast Off. Blast Off, uh, in addition to just the chorus of uh, Longtime Sunshine, uh, kind of over and over again. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful little bit here. So uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking uh, about the rentals, the return of the rentals. Um, So, you know, if you're like, I'm just in it for the Weezer, brah, then, uh, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to come back. But rest. Please come back. But please come back. Especially because for you, coming back just means letting it ride. Right? Let it ride. Just let it ride. Let me stumble through finding where this coda starts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Welcome back to My Name is Weezer. Like it was rehearsed. <laughs> we did not rehearse. We did not rehearse that. All of this is live. It's not live. It's recorded. Live to tape. Live to tape. Right. So, Jen. Yes. We've talked about Blue. Yeah. And before that, we talked about the kitchen tape demos. Yeah. And we talked about the B-sides yeah. from Blue. And we talked about Angus. Yeah. And we talked about songs from that black hole. Yeah. So, surely now, we can move on. To the 1996 release, Pinkerton. No! No! no. There's more important stuff to talk about on this episode. <laughs> there, there are more things that are important to talk about. Not necessarily I'm not, more important. I, yeah, I retract that. They're not more important than Pinkerton. There are very few things that are more important than Pinkerton. Let's... Here, let's do a, an exercise. Let's name things that are more important than Pinkerton. Oxygen? Uh, I will say chocolate cake. Um, I've got another one, A Mother's Love. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, sleep? Sleep's a good one. Uh, Although sometimes you can listen to Pinkerton in your sleep. So that can be kind of on a, a tied basis. I would say that Pinkerton becomes much less important while you're sleeping. That's that, a valid. That's a valid opinion. That's when things like oxygen uh, seem even more useful, more important. Yeah, I guess. Well, okay. I think we've named the the three All of things, the things right. that are more important. Um, four things. Four, four things. Mother's love, chocolate cake, oxygen, and sleep. Yep. Yep. Cool. It's a good list, comprehensive. Absolutely. That's all there is that's more important than Pinkerton. But because Pinkerton is so important, we're going to have an episode that is centered around it. This episode was centered around Songs of the Black Hole. Songs from the Black Hole. Terribly sorry. Well, and song, Songs of the Black Hole is, uh, you know, an important piece of weird Weezerana. Weezer Anna, I'm, st I'm sticking with it, like Americana, but with oh, Weezer. Oh, I get it. This is the part where I explain my jokes to you. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get it before. So it's an important part of Weezer Anna that uh, Weezer Anna what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I'm Jen. So sorry, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, thank you for listening. Okay. Songs from the black hole informed what. Pinkerton would become. Correct. So it was an important piece of, as Patrick would say, Weezerana to really cover thoroughly. But Pinkerton is also very important to really cover thoroughly. So next episode will be centered around Pinkerton. Right. And more than that is that this episode is like the uh, lead up to Pinkerton, which yeah. is, which is, yeah, which is songs from that black hole and a return of the rentals. Yes. Uh, because a lot of, and we mentioned this earlier in the episode, that a lot of the ideas on songs from the black hole are also present on return, return of, of the rentals, yes. which is uh, the rentals. Hey, why are we talking so much about return? Who are the rentals? Why are we talking so much? I thought this uh, podcast was about uh, Weezer. Well, Patrick, let me tell you, the rentals are Matt Sharp's side project. Yeah. <laughs> great. Great. No, don't don't keep going. That's it. <laughs> That's all. So the rentals are Matt Sharp's side project, and uh, Pat Wilson also plays the drums mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, the album. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it was the very important thing. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you are batting a thousand here. Um, she she doesn't appear on this record, but uh, Maya Rudolph played with them. Yeah, I actually noticed that when I was listening to one of their other albums this morning, and yeah. I was like, "What?" And then I tried to follow the link on Weezerpedia to her name, and it led to nothing. Sometimes. Guys, look. Weezerpedia is an excellent resource. It's a beautiful and flawed creature. Yes. Yes. Much like Weezer itself. Yes. So, Weezerpedia. 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 One o'clock in the morning. One o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I don't even have a... I don't even know what I'm suggesting that they do at one o'clock in the morning. Just one o'clock in the morning. Just one o'clock in the morning. You, me, Maya Rudolph... And the rentals. And the rentals. So, uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about this. The rentals' first record, the uh, return of the rentals. Now, uh, I wasn't really into this record previous to our little search here. Neither um, was I. Some people we know are very, very into the rentals. So we wish we had one of them to show you today. We neither of us are particularly informed. Uh, but no, but but we would like to be able to show ourselves. off our friends. Yeah. Who just like line them up and That's say, gonna be coming later in this podcast. Showing off our friends? Yes. <laughs> Guys, we have friends. Patrick's really cool. I'm really cool. Um, I just wanna say before we get too deep mm-hmm. into Return of the Rentals, my absolute favorite thing about Return of the Rentals. Mm-hmm. It was recorded uh, at a studio called Poop Alley Studios. <laughs> Guys, this is poop. It's Poop Alley. Yeah. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. It's like a poop alley. <laughs> Just an alley full of poop. So, Jen, you had a lot of information about where Stoner uh, Street was. Yeah. Uh, can you, you know, clue us in as to where Poop Alley is? <laughs> you want to lay it down for us? Where's Where's Poop Alley? Jen? It's, Jen? It's the hole in the toilet. It's the hole in the toilet. Would you say it's the black hole in the toilet? Oh my god. <laughs> too much, too much. Anyway, Poop Alley, hole in the toilet, lives in the bathroom. That's where they recorded Return of the Rentals. Hey, as long as we're saying inane things that we love about this record, um, I really, really like the title. Return of the Rentals. As a first album title? For a couple of reasons, yeah. yeah. The, the first being that, obviously, they can't have returned if it's their they first record. They were never there. They were never there. Um, but, you know, what do you do with a rental? Like, something that you rent, you return it at the yeah. end. I think it's clever for those two reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because they recorded at Poop Alley Studios? Um, yeah, you know, I am less enamored with that <laughs> fact than you are. I'm five years old. Yes. Well, I'm still 32. <laughs> Our age disparity grows with each passing episode. Yep. <clears throat> it is now a 27 year age difference. <laughs> That's older than I actually am. 27. Um, that's true. That is older than you actually. Are. Anyway, return of the rentals, right? Return of the rentals. So, uh, they had a hit. Yeah, um, friend of P. Friends of friends of P. Friends of P. Sorry, um, he had several friends, whereas Patrick had none. Uh, He's so cool. Wow, that just right from <laughs> just right to the attacks. Um, was friends of P on a soundtrack somewhere or something? Well, Patrick. Yeah, uh, please. I think it might not be. Uh, 
Friends of Pete is arguably the rental's most popular song and has been pinned as their one-hit wonder many times. That's a quoting again from yep. Weezerpedia, the Always. ultimate resource on all things Weezer. And uh, barring any kind of rentalpedia, which rolls off the tongue easier than Weezerpedia does. Let me try something. I want to try something. Go for it. Weezerana didn't take. Right. Right? We don't like that. Don't like I it. I said it. We it was met it. with confusion, yes. revulsion. Yes. <clears throat> Rentalzana. It doesn't work either. Nope. Almost, it works almost less than Weezerana did. What about Cuomoana? No. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to... You just think on it, okay? I, I'm getting to the point where I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, maybe, I, maybe I've got this impression about uh, Friends of P being on a soundtrack because it's a very, like, let me put together a mixtape of mid-90s yeah. alt-rock hits. I feel that. Or like semi hits, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a cool tune. <laughs> Guess what I just thought about? Uh, Poop Alley. <laughs> and what song were we just talking about? Fre- oh, Friends of P and Poop Alley. <laughs> <laughs> That's th- this is the uh, caliber of. Uh, entertainment we got here. Oh, poop so and pee. Sorry. Poop and pee. I'm so sorry. Well, if you're down with poop, well, then you're down with pee. <laughs> um, let's That's just, like the lyrics of the song, everyone. It is like the lyrics of the song. Let's just rock out to a little bit of Friends of Pee. Well, let's do that so um, I can compose myself. I think. <laughs> Friends of Pee, stop me if you disagree. Okay. Or stop me if you agree and you're done listening to me. Friends of Pee is uh, very typical of the rest of this record. It sounds like yeah. the rest of this record. Yes. Okay, let's let's listen to it and then talk about the things that characterize Friends of P, and by extension, The Return of the Rentals, and by extension, The Rentals. Here's Friends of P. Great. Actually, um, well, I do think that most of the uh, textures on the song are kind of the textures you hear throughout the record. Mm-hmm. Um, this maybe has the clearest chorus. Yes, it does. Like the, the most sing-alongwithable yeah. chorus. Yeah. Um, but what, what, else, what else are we hearing on there that 
one of the really interesting things, and it's not as typical on Friends of P as it is on a couple of other songs on the album, but it, it definitely is a little bit, is that with Pat on the drums and Matt on the bass, it they sound like Pat and Matt. Yeah. Like, they sound like they do when they're with Weezer. So I found it very bizarre to hear a female vocalist over that. That's Which I had the same feelings with I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams, I-J-T-O-T-L-O-M-D. Mm-hmm. Totally acceptable. Right. So, that it, I just found that fat. Like, it, it wasn't bad. It just, like, struck me as very bizarre. And, like, I don't know, like, a little little wrong, you know what I mean? Ooh, like a little naughty. <laughs> a, little, a little naughty. Um, there, there is something uh, that... So this is one of the persistent things throughout the record is um, the male and female vocals yeah. going at the same time, um, and there is something really interesting about that, like that dynamic, yeah, um, that you don't hear a lot in pop music otherwise, right? Um, Although uh, it's it's becoming more and more common, I feel like with like uh, of Monsters and Men and Stars does it a lot. Um, you know what I mean? I'm giving you a blank look back because I don't know either of those bands. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> look. Well, fa- I mean, Fleetwood Mac did it too. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's it's kind of reaching a rise in popularity now. But this was, I mean, this obviously came out like, you know. 95, 96? What's right. the year on this? Like 20 years ago, almost. 1995, yeah. Yeah. Um, both, uh... Oh, wait a minute. I was going to make a claim that can't possibly be true. So never mind. I was going to say both uh, Blue and Pinkerton got 20th anniversary issues, but that can't be true because Pinkerton, Pinkerton hasn't been out. Yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe they were 15 year reissues. Okay. Or 10 year. Um, I, look, guys, I, guys. I could look up the dates, guys. but I don't really want to. Great. <laughs> Great. Let's not. Let's um, not look it up. Other thoughts. I felt like, sorry, this is just one more thing, and then I'm going to ask you the same question because I'm not going to be a mic hog. Um, I like the rentals, but with the backing, like the guitar and the, the bass and the drums, like it feels very like weasery to me, just like the feeling of the, of the music itself. Mm-hmm. But with the, the lyrics and the, the singing, and it's just, it feels very mellow. It, I mean, it also is lyrically more mellow too. Yeah. Like, um, Absolutely. It doesn't, uh, well, like Rivers has that sort of bravado that, uh, you know, we can either love or hate. Um, You know, Sharp doesn't seem to have that. Right. And I I think it's good. It's interesting, but it doesn't have the same kind of passion to it, I feel like. Well, see, I would argue, because you also said uh, that the drums sound similar, but I, I think they sound like a restrained Pat. Like... Um, I, see that. I don't think there are any parts of this record that come anywhere near the bombast of like any Weezer tune. Right. You know, um, even up to more recent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not just those first two albums that we love. Yeah. Um, um. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I, I get what you're, uh, saying that it still has like Pat's character. Yeah. It just isn't. Right, crazy. Also, it's not him being like allowed to do what he can do. Yeah, like really can do. Well, uh, the rental seems like a little bit of a vanity project, and that it seems very not that Weezer isn't because Weezer yeah. is a very like Rivers Cuomo driven 
Absolutely. Band. But the rentals seems even more like Matt Sharp's Matt thing. Sharp wants to be able to go out on his own because he doesn't like constantly being part of Rivers' thing. Right. Which, legit. You know? Totally. Like, I mean, totally legit. Rivers seems like a very awesome, cool, controlling guy. Hey, Rivers. Rivers. Rivers, hey. Hey. Hey, Rivers. Hey, Rivers. Um, hey. Look, if we say something... Just one thing. Kind of negative about you. It's not... Like, it's. it comes from a place of love. It's not that we don't love you. It's not that we don't love you. We love you a lot. It's that... Oh, so here's the thing. I love my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we didn't... He didn't always understand me. Mm-hmm. Now he's dead. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect analogy. It's rock solid. Waterproof. But really, Rivers is great, but I could see why it would be really difficult to be in a band with him, especially during this particular era when he was basically taking everything upon himself. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we mentioned this before, like, uh, the the sounds that we hear on Return of the Rentals um, and the sounds that we hear on Songs from the Black Hole, particularly the two vocals and the synth, yeah. Moog the cat. Um, like, cause friends of P has like a really good, I was, while we were listening to it, I was like mime playing that keyboard line. He was. It was um, <laughs> cause it's fun. Uh, it just, it has such a nice texture. So like, you know, which of those, uh, are those born out of the same place? Is that rivers aping Matt? Is that Matt aping rivers? You know, like the world may never know. The world might never know. Yeah. Um, but boy, howdy, they did not get along uh, after just a little bit more right. time together. Um, and I, f- I feel like it deserves to be said now that Rivers, while he was at Harvard, what he was in a funk for a while, and he was not doing maybe everything he could do. And then he hit, I guess, I can't remember what I read about it, but he did something. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Patrick's laughing at me, but I'm going to Weezerpedia. Are, um, are we talking about his legs? No. Oh. But go ahead and talk about his legs while I look for what I'm looking I for. I don't have too much to say about it. Uh, he had different length legs, and he had, he had that different fixed. different length legs and had it fixed through surgery, which was painful. And he grew a beard. And, yes. That's, hey, you know, that's how you know someone's really gone off the deep end, is when they've grown a fucking beard. Jen, did you watch Lost? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't understand that answer. But Jack, when Jack lost it, he grew a beard and turned into Beard Jack. Beard and he, Jack. And he tried to kill himself. Ooh, yikes. By throwing himself, you're not listening to me. Don't pretend that you are. <laughs> Jack grew a beard. Yeah. And then he tried to kill himself. Yeah. I'm listening to you. Oh, I'm great. also looking for the thing that I was looking for when go I ahead. told you to go, go off ahead. on this tangent. Go ahead. The river's leg. <laughs> Okay, I found it. Yeah. Um, Quoting again from... uh, Yes, but I knew that there was a specific event that I forgot about, which I shouldn't have forgotten about, because it's the basis for the Pinkerton song Across the Sea. What turned Rivers around was getting a letter from a Japanese girl who was a fan of Weezer. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel like we've got to hold on that. That that is a juicy nugget from Pinkerton. It is a juicy nugget from Pinkerton, but I did want to mention, pre-Pinkerton, mm-hmm. Rivers Cuomo wrote 121 songs. Yeah, for uh, yeah for Pinkerton. Right. Yeah. So, 
I don't know why I thought that was so important to get out right now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's bigger than, uh, like, the Weezer catalog. 121 songs. It's bigger than the released Weezer catalog. Yes. I mean, I guess, obviously, it can't be... (laughs) bigger than the entire Weezer catalog because right. it's have part some, of the Weezer catalog. We would have some sort of paradox on our hands yeah. where all the other songs are negative songs. My head's exploding. <laughs> you don't have a robot to compute that. And I don't no, want that. No, you're not a robot, Jen. Oh, yikes. Anyway, We were talking about the rentals, I'm sure. <laughs> we were talking about the rent. Did we have more to say about the rentals? Uh, well, we've only talked about Friends of P. Right. I wrote down in my notes yeah. upon listening um, that I liked these days because it felt more like a Weezer song than any of the other ones on the album. You want to give it a little bit of a spin? Sure. Don't remember what it sounds like. Great. Looking forward to hearing it again. These days I was right. <laughs> I may not be so happy After all After all that I have gained I still feel sad When I'm all alone um, I want to stop a sec uh, because I like um, the insistence on using the synthesizer even when it's not like playing a melody. Yeah. Um, it's just like it a single note texture. There. Yeah. Um, it's just so much the identity of the band. Yes. But you're right. Th- and this even sounds to me a little bit green. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I th- maybe we'll find one song on every record that we that talk about like that sounds green like album. green. And then we get to the green album. We're like, well, like, this, well, this sounds, sounds like, like green. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, nothing on the green album sounds like Nothing, no. Maybe Malager. Anyways. Um, so that's a cool tune. Let's, uh, let's let it ride a little bit. Okay, sounds good. I may not be so swift after all All the chances you have given me I just let you go these days. I may not be so happy after all. After all that I have gained, I still feel sad when I'm all alone. I guess I've been like this before. Sometimes I can't stand up and be a man. Um, and that's more of that uh, really persistent fuzzy bass yeah. kind of throughout. Yeah. Um, there's something very samey about the textures on this record. Like, yeah. It's, it's all very much the same. It, it doesn't even sound like a different patch on the synthesizer. Right. You know? And we're going to talk a little bit more about um, like Pat's side project, Special Goodness. We're going to talk about... Mm-hmm other rentals records but i definitely felt that on return of the rentals and i felt it again on other rentals things yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i I think that that is one of the problems that this band has is that it's texture wise very samey i i want to listen to one more song before i I get into uh this point but on return of the rentals that sameness feels intentional to me Mm -hmm. um Remind me of that after we listen to uh, My Summer Girl here. I think it's My Summer Girl. It might be Brilliant Boy. Uh, but one of these songs is in 5 uh, 4 time signature. Unable to find Brilliant Boy, a copy of it, so I have not listened to oh, Brilliant Boy. Well, we can. Uh... But we don't. I can take care of that on my own time. <laughs> 
That's true. <laughs> Listeners, be be comforted. Uh, though Jen may not have listened to Brilliant Boy before, uh, you know, recording this, uh, telling you about Brilliant Boy, rest assured that she will listen to it on I her promise. own time. I promise. I promise. That's enough of that. It's, uh, I mean, again, the, the thing that distinguishes it for me is just that it's in five. Like, other than that, it sounds almost indistinguishable from the rest of these tunes, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I definitely got that feeling when I was listening to almost all of the album that, <laughs> uh, that they were, it was kind of like listening, this is going to sound mean, but it was kind of like listening to like a Colby Calais album where you can't tell where one song ends and the next one begins because it's like one long continuous beam of sunshine. <laughs> Did I lose you there? Are you asking me? I was asking our theoretical listeners. Oh, okay. Well, only ask the theoretical listeners because you're only going to get theoretical answers. Yes. I want. Yes, you lost them. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here here's the thing that makes me think um, that the sameness is sort of the point of the record. I don't know if this, I don't know if that straight. makes it, you know, better or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but the album starts and ends the same way. Um, so let's listen to the the very beginning, the uh, the love I'm searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts with some like ambient noise. Which I think we can chat through a little bit. Right, the wind. Yeah. And it does end the same. Yeah. Got a quick question for you there, because yeah. those lyrics make me think of songs in the black hole as well. I can see that. Systems fail, machino circuits, circuits yeah, mm-hmm. all of that roboty stuff. Are you doing okay? By the way, we're talking about robots. I'm I'm trying to access the Zen part of my brain, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm okay for now. You feel like your chi is like nicely gathered. Yeah, your chakras I'm, are aligned. Yes, I'm at peace. Great. Um, there's also a, an interesting little uh, string break in here. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and well, we I all might, know you love strings. I do love so. strings. That's true. Um, but I think that that's, it's the same like sample that comes back at the end of Is the it? last track. I wanna. I had that theory on the way over here and have not had time to test it. Let's see if he's so right. Let's see if I'm right. Last time I tested a theory on the it fly. It was wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's the last track. It's Sweetness and Tenderness. Um... And this is uh, this end part was technically like a secret track they called it on uh, <laughs> Weezerpedia. The whole thing is a no, not the whole thing, but just the end. Interesting. With the string. So let's hop ahead to the end. Sorry for the uh, choppy hopping around here. Actually, wait a minute. Is that it right there? No. That that synth? Oh. Da, 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 That's Friends of P, I think. Yeah, that might be the... Oof. We've listened to a lot of stuff. We have listened to a lot of stuff. So here's uh, just more like ambient noise, ambient noise. If it is the same, it's orchestrated a little bit differently. It's slowed down for sure. It's certainly slowed down. I mean, if, if nothing else, it's uh, evoking that same the same texture. Right. Yeah, um, with the wind and the right. And uh, I was listening to this record in my car, and you know, it's playing. And I bought the actual CD. I went to y'all, y'all. I bought a CD last week. Patrick's like so physical, cool, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Streets. I went to <laughs> Amoeba Records on Sunset in Hollywood, and I was like, I'm going to find me some something. And all of this stuff. So I bought, let me tell you what I bought. I bought Return what of the Rentals. Buy? Thank you. I bought Return of the Rentals. I bought uh, Matt Sharp's Puckets versus the Country Boys, or cool. what? It's close to what it's called. Sure. Um, and I bought a Weezer, uh, an EP from the um, Green Maladroit era called mm. The Lion and the Witch. Um, but I found all of these things in the Weezer section. They know. Just They've put got the rentals. You figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if, it, if it's about figuring out me so much as like. Figuring out Weezer fans? Yeah. Like, yeah, the only people it. are going to give a shit about this are the people who already like Matt Sharp from somewhere else. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah. So I bought this physical CD <laughs> for two dollars, so three dollars and ninety nine cents. It's got a case with Pat's face on it. It does. No, that's got to be Matt's face. Oh yeah, just Pat's haircut. Listen, we've decided that none of the non-Rivers dudes in Weezer have 
very impressive hairlines. No. But I was saying that Brian Bell has always looked like Brian Bell. Yeah, he's always looked like Brian Bell. Start to finish. Speaking of start to finish, that's exactly what how I listened to this and in my car. And at the end, it goes right back to the beginning and Ooh. feels like a continuous experience. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Which, to me, feels like all the sameness is just more of the same. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that kind of goes back to Songs from the Black Hole we were talking about earlier uh, with it theoretically, like, being one continuous kind of sound, like transitioning yeah. from one to the other. So, you know, maybe Matt Sharp did take River's idea. Or at least at least he beat him to the punch. Right. Uh, you know, we it is not yes. our place to cast dispersions on anyone. Make up your own minds, people. Yeah. Hey. Hey, people. Hey, people. Hey, people. People. Look. Listen. You got to make up your own minds. We can't make them up for you. That's right. Streets. Streets. So, Jen, uh, as a Weezer fan, we're, we're going to do the exact same thing that we did last time with uh, the songs from the Black Hole. Would you recommend that a Weezer fan go back and check out the rentals? It's a harder recommend, it's isn't it? It's a harder recommend, and I'm not sure that I could confidently say yes. Right. I would recommend that they listen to These Days, that song, mm-hmm. because I like that one particularly but overarchingly i don't know that it's necessary like it's not evident to me that every single weezer fan who listened to the rentals album yeah will- is gonna dig it yeah see i i think um i think the first three tracks are solid i think the love i'm searching for waiting and friends of p mm-hmm. are fun tunes um, and Friends of P has that solid chorus. And yeah. even uh, The Love I'm Searching For has a pretty good chorus. Um, and then These Days, I'll Agree With You, is also a, a, a solid track. But, uh, you know, that's four out of ten. Right. Which, and that's an F. I mean, that's an F. Paid, Patrick paid $4 for that CD that he bought from Amoeba. There you go. So he paid a dollar per good song. Um, <laughs> a dollar per good song. Um, one of the reasons I bought this was because I couldn't listen to it all on Spotify. Just Ooh. Friends of P is blocked up. Everything else is there, but if you want to listen to Friends of P, you got to buy you gotta be friends the record with me. You got to be yes, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so funny. Okay. Oh, so um, funny. Well, that is that's all the material we've got for today. That's all that we were going to talk about today. So it, it's possible that next week Jen and I are going to, after raving about the rentals, it's possible that we're going to go see them play. At the Fonda Theater. In Los Angeles, California. In sunny Los Angeles, California. It will be nighttime, so it's going to be dark. It will be dark. Uh, so, uh, we'll, you know, if we get into that show... We're going we'll, to we'll try report, to check it out. We'll, we'll let you know. Back. Yeah. 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 Maybe even ask some of our friends to come with us. We have friends. We have friends. Who said we didn't? I don't know. Okay, Jen. <laughs> yes. Lay it on me. What are we talking about next time? Surely we've we've talked about blue. Yes, we have. We've talked about the B sides from blue. Yeah. We've talked about the kitchen tapes demo. Yeah. We've talked about songs from the black hole. Yeah. We've talked about Angus. Yeah. We've talked about the return of the rental. Yeah. Surely next time we're gonna talk about Pinkerton. I'm gonna respond to that with a resounding Yeah. Alright. Okay, so next time we're gonna talk about Pinkerton. What else we got on the uh 
the slate there. We are going to talk a little more in depth about Michael and Carly and what happened with them. Oh, yeah. And uh, then we've got the Good Life EP. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick that thing up. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. <laughs> it's a real fun one, guys. It's a fun one, but it's born out of desperation. Like, so... <laughs> Many of the post-Pinkerton decisions. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll have a great chat about desperation and loneliness and anxiety next and time. we'll probably cry. So, oh, But only if robots are involved. I will cry if robots are not involved. Yikes. Somebody's crying. Find out who next time on... <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. We don't have any of my home recordings to go out on uh, so this you're time. Just gonna have to look up Patrick yourself. I am on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> you can look me up, Patrick Ellers, E H L E R S. I have a record, um, which is fine. It's called The Better Glass. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I have a record on Spotify. What? Yeah. Guys, Patrick has a record on Spotify. I recorded it he like... He told me this just now. Just now. In front of everyone. <laughs> How long have I known you? Like two like years. Like two years. It's, it's eight, eight o'clock. <laughs> so say at the computer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, the uh, My one regret about the record <clears throat> is that I recorded it before I really figured out how to sing. Ooh, oops. So the vocals aren't great throughout. Wait, but... You really figured out how to sing? Yeah, did you hear me before when I was like, Who are you calling, bitch? Oh, yeah. That is right? Really figured funny. out how to sing. He figured it out, I everyone. Figured it out. All right. It's not that hard, it turns out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's, that's it. Um, yeah. We will be back next time on My, My Name is Weezer. Weezer. What's a creative podcast network?